This is Hope Alive Radio, shaping minds for a better future. 11 minutes after 8, right here on Herbal Life Breakfast, Pasta Lunginda, saying Unga Mandla Army, bringing us to um, the third and final hour of the show. Man, oh man, am I excited because we are right in the guest lounge on this beautiful Tuesday morning. And our guest today, hey, 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 guys, what's another university? You know that university? Hey, Balibonabanaruke first team. <laughs> but yes, man, she is a student at Vets University. She's a speaker. She's an entrepreneur. And most importantly, she is an author of three books. Three books. Tell me mm-hmm. where, where in South Africa you have seen a student that has written three books even before she finishes her qualification. Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome Garabo Dynamite Nyalungu. Good morning, Garabo. Morning. Good morning, Lou. How are you? I am great. Super excited to have you on the show. I'm honored to be invited to the show. Good morning to you and your listeners and your co-host. So let's get right into it. You're a student. You're an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. You're a speaker. You're Mm -hmm. an author. How do all these four things work in 24 hours? Oh, well, <laughs> um, you just make it work. I mean, once mm. it's your purpose, really making it work, it's not too much of the hustle. Yeah. Because one thing about your purpose, it, to see that something that is your purpose, you'll see it effortlessly working. Mm. So it doesn't even feel like it's work. You know, it feels like just any other thing that is a part of your life because, I mean, you love it that much. You're passionate about it that much. So it's not as strenuous as people think of it to be. And I think, again, you make it work by knowing what to do, when to do it, Mm. and letting the main thing remain the main thing. You did say I'm a student. And the main thing changes with the years. You know, sometimes the main thing is academics. Sometimes the main thing is getting the books out there. Sometimes the main thing is having an online presence. So depending on which phase that I'm in, currently I'm in final year, so the main thing is to graduate. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) with things like that, it dictates um, the order of priorities in in, in the things that you are listing. So you, you make it work. You find ways to make it work. So sometimes one will have to lie dormant for a while while the other mm. one dominates. And you, I had to make peace with that. And I think that that's how I get it to work for me. I absolutely love how you define a balance. You know, one has to lie dominant while the other one, uh, one has to lie dormant while the other one remains dominant. The title of all of your three books is Purpose and Dominance. Was that intentional? Mm-hmm. Because you've got Purpose and Dominance 1, there's Purpose and Dominance 2, and then there's Purpose and Dominance 3 and 4. But it's one book. So was that an intentional thing? Mm-hmm. Were you creating a series, of volume? Very, very intentional. Um, the, pe- people think these are a series, a book series. Mm. But it, it's a series of books. And the difference is book series is um, the content is related. So you need volume one to understand volume three. Uh, With me, um, the name is just to, to create um, consistency because, again, I'm upcoming. So I needed to be very smart in not moving the way that former upcoming uh, authors have been moving. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted a, a name or a term that instantly gives people 
a picture of me and it had to be consistent. Uh, I, I made it a point that I don't have different names of different things because now you are known for this, tomorrow you are that, tomorrow you are, you know. So for me, it mattered so much to um, have that one title that when people think about, they are immediately associated with me. Mm-hmm. But it had to be, again, a title that is very catchy, that is very intentional. So it, it had to be well thought out for me to say, okay, I'm going to call my book this because at the end of the day, in as much as the content is not the same, they all refer to this one thing that I'm trying to push and they all refer to this one thing that I'm trying to get out there to say, Mm. do not just live a life of people in the spaces that you get in, be very excellent. So for me, dominating is not uh, just about having um, a presence that is just, superior than everyone else but be very good at it be very mm-hmm. excellent in, in 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 the field that you are in so much so that you have an unignorable impact and unignorable presence so for me is yes live your purpose but as you do that have the impact with you dominate your spaces in as much as um so that rather when we when we think of the top five you are top of the head right. as well and that goes to show that you don't just wake up and be that. You need to be very consistent. So I needed first to practice that through the consistency in the name. And again, um, my mom's uh, and, and dad's initials are P and D. So it carried a bit of significance oh, for wow. me to say that when I when I approached my graphic designer to say, please design um something for me around these letters, uh, the P and D, the end is, is a lying um infinity sign and I believe my mom and dad will forever be connected via me. So the P and the D, the patience and the David will be forever interlinked because I'm the sure. as the only child between them. That is so powerful. Now you got me thinking about my mom and dad's initials. I'm like, what what words can <laughs> I use? <laughs> but I want to find out from you, um how vulnerable were you? Or let me phrase it this way. What were some of the boundaries you had to draw when you were writing all three books? Because I've read Purpose and Dominance 1 and you went in, mm-hmm. especially on your childhood. And some of the things that you mm. know you wrote there um, are things that our parents would tell us, don't tell people this. People must never know. And you went in, you know, when I read that book, I could almost see, I could almost smell, I could almost feel, I could almost touch everything you were describing. Mm. That's how vulnerable Mm. that book was. So what are some of the boundaries that you have had to draw for yourself so that you just are able to protect your own sanity? Um, oh, funny enough, Protect Your Sanity is uh, the second chapter of my final <laughs> <laughs> So, wow. Um, vulnerability. Uh, to me, I was very intentional about that. Like I said, to, um, I'm quite intentional about a lot of things. I can't have an intentional name then sell unintentional content. So I'm known to be very authentic. You see that when I'm on stage, I touch on that uncomfortable truth. I grew up looking up to the likes of JJ Tavani. There's no way I'm gonna false. I'm, I'm gonna sell a false narrative. I needed people to understand that, in as much as you are an intentional person, you are also a human being. Life does not exclude you from some of the difficulties that every other human being. At the time I was a teenager, every other teenager faces. But what I'm interested in 
because you want to lead people to a life of purpose and dominance, mm-hmm. you need to show them the other side that social media wouldn't necessarily show you, that your favorite role models on social media wouldn't necessarily speak about. Because that for me for the longest time has been the disconnect. Yes, I see you as brand X, but I'm struggling to understand how brand X made it out of the township. You know, so I needed to be that bridge between um, what was and what could be, you know, mm-hmm. and try to, with my own life, put myself out there to say, this and this is what it, what has happened and this is how I dealt with it. This is how I felt about it. Because again, as you say, I touch very uncomfortable topics that you are normally told not to talk about. But because we are not told to talk about, then we lose the resonance with our role models. Mm. And once you lose that, you lose the influence as well, because mm. people only get impactful about, I mean, your influence get impactful to people once they see themselves in you. Mm-hmm. So there was no way I was going to portray a reality that is suiting of a particular narrative of a family member or particular narrative of society, just so I could fit in. So I made an intentional decision to say that, you see, now you're touching waters that have never been touched. Mm. There are certain things that you need to make peace with. Mm. Authenticity does not trend that much. So don't expect to be well received because now you are triggering other people when you talk about mommy issues. Mm. You are triggering mothers when you say that my favorite parent was actually the parent who left, not necessarily the one that stayed behind, you know? Mm. And at the same time, you being 19, still understanding that you are under someone's roof and you are under the parent that has stayed behind. The possibility of them reading that book and feeling offended are also great. But I think that was much, was a less price to pay than the impact that I knew the books would have. Inasmuch as, yes, the brand may not be where I want it to be now, but I need my fellow uh, uh, um, classmate at the time, my fellow peer to understand that these are things that are normal and I had to go through them. I needed the people that are coming after me to understand that I did not mushroom from being uh, in a reality that both you and I know and then to a world that is now totally different, just university and all that. There were challenges throughout that. And it's put, it, it was important for me to highlight that. So as far as boundaries are concerned, if you think Purpose and Dominance 1 was pushing the boundaries, you haven't read the, <laughs> the, the latest one because mm. as I first wrote uh, Purpose and Dominance 1, I got much more comfortable in being vulnerable. Because now there's no there's no picture or rather image to keep up with. The only image to keep up with is, is was authenticity, you know. Because in, in, in the last installment of the book, I, I get more and more vulnerable because I speak about how a certain teacher said to me that when now within four or five years from now, I was 13 at the time, you'd fall pregnant. Mm-hmm. Now, that may be just the story and and and. and that the one line that gets you to understand the story. But I had to break down what that did for me. I had to break down how I couldn't be a normal teenager that would accept house party invitations because I always had that at the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. I speak about the impact of that now, where when my contraceptive pills get to... um, uh, finish up a bit, I panic because I'm thinking I grew up so not wanting to fall into this trap that even in my adult life where I can fall pregnant at this age, it's not a weird age to fall pregnant. I still have that fear. I carry that with me. You know, It's a trauma that happened because someone said at a particular age. So I get more and more vulnerable and I think I created that comfort when I was comfortable with the discomfort of being uh, vulnerable with the first book. 
One thing about speakers is that they will finish all your questions. You will come into an interview <laughs> prepared like, okay, I want to ask her this and ask her this. And then in answering one question, the answers will just trickle down. Because I wanted to find out from mm-hmm. you, um, I, know, I know that being authentic means that your words have power because you understand mm-hmm. or somewhat have an appreciation of the power that you hold. And you have answered that so well mm-hmm. um, when you shared some light on what um, that teacher said um, to mm. you and how you carry that as a trauma response. I think it's a very important picture to paint that even though it looks like I'm winning from the outside in, but actually I am still dealing with words that were said to me more than, you know, five, six, seven years ago. True, true. And, and not only that, because again... It came from a woman. Mm. Now I have tricky relationships with women. Mm-hmm. Because again, now I'm unlearning to go with preconceived notions whenever I deal with women. Right. I used to have and still am working on um, having to, to, to accept women for, 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 for them being human first. Because mm. I used to go with preconceived notions to say that if I'm going to be offered service, a service by a woman, there's bound to be difficulties. Mm-hmm. So I already go knowing where this woman is going to give me a tough time without having to speak to this woman, without having to engage with this woman. I already had that thing because it started from home. Mm-hmm. Where at home, the woman that I lived with, we didn't have a good relationship. Yet with the men, I, it flourished. With the men, I knew how to get my way around things because mm-hmm. the men in my life at the time, which is my dad, allowed me to do that. I was more expressive with the men. They knew a different side of me relative to my female teacher because there was already that from home. And when you grow up again, your engagements with women, you could see that my engagements with women, I could see that there, there is a huge difference because I already expect to be had when a woman is around. I already expect to be defensive. I already expect to over explain myself, you know, because that was what I grew up doing. And these are things that we are unlearning, as you say, the trauma response. Sure. Very powerful words that you have said. Very great insights that you have been sharing right throughout this conversation. I think our listeners definitely, definitely need to take some notes. But while they do that, we're going to take some ads. And when we come back, we wrap up the conversation with Karabo Dynamite Nyalungu. Author, I I wanted to say award-winning author, but it's coming. Author, entrepreneur, speaker, and student. Um, She is joining us telephonically in the guest lounge, and we are talking all things purpose and dominance. Hello, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. This is Pastor Ngezum Tetua from Hope Restoration Ministries, Tembisa Campus. Do join us every Sunday at either 7.30 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock for a hope restoring service. We are located at 1774 Let's Yakarana Street in Munzu section. We are looking forward to welcoming you there. Indeed, men shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. So come and hear his word and nothing else. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Start your mornings with Mac Cafe. Grab a short filter coffee with Homestyle Donut for only 20 Rand, while stocks last only at participating restaurants. Stay tuned and don't touch that dial. 
Welcome back. You are still tuned in to Hope Alive Breakfast, the cheerful Tuesday edition, and you are right on time for the guest lounge. And joining me telephonically is the amazing, the authentic Karabo Dynamite Nyalungu. And people are very interested to know, is Dynamite your real name, like Home Affairs, Vibes, or... Mm. <laughs> no, or is actually, it Dynamite... Dynamite actually started off as a stage name. So when I did public speaking in high school, I really wanted people to remember me. And Karabo is quite a common name, you know. Mm-hmm. And I needed, at the time, well, I thought I needed a catchy name. And at the time, um, there was a soapy that everyone else watches. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to mention it. Right. And there was a character name that that he used to call another character with this name but there was a way in which he called it you know he was mm-hmm. very enthusiastic about it so much so that you can tell man given the language of this show hey this word is, is a bit off <laughs> you know yeah. it's not the normal go-to word given the everyday language of the show so it drew interest to say what exactly does this mean but at the time it was on stage and i had watched the show the previous night and it, it just came off i just said my name was Karabo Dynamite having not researched towards the word dynamite meant. Yes, there was wow. interest because there was this particular character. <laughs> there was this particular character that he used to say it, it, it was just that because man was okay, just say something now. You mm. think about all the other things later, you know? <laughs> and I just said dynamite. But when I go went on and looked um at the meaning, then it, it suited so well. Again, it was difficult to change it because I'm quite charismatic when I'm on stage. You so are. you are going to remember that I was dynamite. But again, going back to the consistency that I, I, I told you about, I needed to keep up with. So I, it got to a point where I was like, okay, had this not been what I thought it was, I was somehow going to find a smart way to explain why I said I am dynamite. Okay. Because now everyone else calls me that because I said this is who I am. You know. So the plan was not quite intentional i did it out of it was an in the moment thing until i went on to find out oh okay it's a bomb okay okay so let's see how you know am i really a bomb and i guess maybe at the time it dictated the direction as far as delivering the content was concerned because i had to be a dynamite you can't be dynamite and not live up to it and mumble with your words on stage I, I mean, it does mean bomb, uh, even though you are not a terrorist, uh, but uh, you are definitely, you know, <laughs> causing the right disruption in the right places. Now, back to purpose and dominance. People will always have their own expectations when buying a book. Uh, people will always have mm-hmm. their own interpretations of, you know, the stories that are told in the book. But when putting the book together, what is it that you wanted people to take away? Um, I wonder, firstly, I thought when I was writing the first book, I thought I was writing a leadership book. Um. And when I wrote the second one again, I also thought I was writing a leadership book until I wrote the final one. Mm. So for me, um, even my interpretation has changed. Even my expectations have changed because it only took the third book, which is a two-in-one again, by the way, for me to realize that actually this is the leadership book. All the other ones are just very cute leading up to, you know, but again, it goes to show you that um, you don't, you won't get it right the first time. So when I wrote the first time, I thought I was writing a leadership book, but I wasn't. And mm. until I realized that in as much as I, I, I've already said that my purpose is to enlighten, 
I can see the light, the enlightenment throughout because I don't want to say that I'm going to say you're a child that made it out of the township. No, I was the fortunate one to be able to utilize the opportunities that were given around me, to capitalize on them so that I get myself out of the township mentally, you know? So for me, I got to see at the end when I was writing, um, the forward of the of the last installment of the book that actually Purpose and Dominance One was about you and the people around you. How do you mm. maximize that? How do you broaden your horizons with the people around you? Because unfortunately when you were in the townships, uh the the people around you are your access to certain institutions. You know, mm. the people around you are the ones that have seen. So you 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 literally live on reference and there's not much reference, you know. So for me it was using the little that you had then through the people that were around you there. And then when you go to university now, there's differences in backgrounds, there's, there's differences in, in, in privileges and all that. And that for me was you and the spaces around you. You know, so that was the second book for me. That was the messaging of the second book mm-hmm. for me because now you get to get... um shaken in the narratives and the beliefs that you held because now you are in a space where there's so many of us that are different we live our life differently we see things differently you know our um experiences have shaped how we think and all of that and then now the final book for me was how do i get to the ceo and the cleaner and the unemployed uncle and mm. um the lady just that, that's just making it uh, her way into the corporate world and for me was talk about leadership because in all those things there's, there's a path that uh, any other person can relate to. That's the beauty of leadership. It's so broad. But again, I didn't want to just make it a leadership book and have it as another installment of a leadership book. I needed to bring in um, the human behind the leader, the human that goes through the life part of the part of things behind the leader, so that the unemployed uncle can see that I'm not the only one that is mm-hmm. so pressured by the toxicity around uh, the township. You know where. Um, I really want to make it out, but there's not so much reverence. You know, around me, there's so much normalized mediocrity that is, it is so difficult to dream about excellence and talk about it because there's no one else to talk about that with. So for people to see the leader in them, the leaders need to, uh, for humans to see the leader in a human, in, 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 for humans to see, <laughs> for humans to, to see the leader, the leader also needs to be human in a way. So for me was, okay, it was um, before I tell you to become this, let me show you the parts of me that are resonating with you, you know? Let yeah, me show yeah. you the parts of me that are a reflection of the realities that you go through, you know? And yes, so the last installment for me definitely is a leadership book and all the others are as defined. The first one, your, your peoples and the people around you. The second one, your peoples and the spaces around you. And then the third one is a leadership book. Sure. Very, very powerful. Look at that time and how it flies. Before um I let you go, I want to find out, ne? we've been asking our listeners this question throughout the show, um, to say, what oh. language do you think in? And I I think it's important that I, I ask you this question. You know, you know, because <laughs> You know, <laughs> you know, even their thoughts are there. So everything about them is just like, you know, out there. So I want to know, what language do you think in? Do you think in Spitori or do you think in English? You, you know, before I answer that, I was listening to you and I was like, please don't ask me that because I don't <laughs> think I ever thought of what language do I think of. Yeah, you see now. <laughs> now you want to know. It definitely has to be. It, 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 
sorry, man. I don't think I think in English. I articulate good in English, but I think in Pitorium. <laughs> you know? Because I remember this one time on, on one of my videos, I was like, Terate uterate. Yeah. And I'm like, how did you come up with that? Yeah. You know, because it's the same letters, R-A-T-E, but you read them differently and they have yes. different meanings. But they're so impactful. Terate uterate. You know? And it's a powerful message. Don't just love yourself. Rate yourself. Yes. Rate yourself highly. Deem yourself deserving and all of that. So it, it definitely has to be Spidori for me. <laughs> I wonder what our listeners have to say oh about God. that. <laughs> I'm interested to now see how your mind works. But man, thank you so, so much. I uh, really do appreciate the great insights that you have shared. And I think it's very inspirational that, you know, um, as a student, you are not just going to... Um, let academics be your only focus. Uh, you are also managing your time mm-hmm. because you being able to do so many other things says a lot about uh, your prioritization skills and your time management skills. So a big, big shout out to you. How do people um, connect with you and the social on the socials and how do they get their hands on those amazing books? All right. Um, I sell all of my books and they can find me on social media on Facebook at Karabo. Uh, De- Dynamite Dash Nyalungu, and, and that's the personal account. And then the Facebook page is Karabo Dynamite Nyalungu. On Twitter, it's advocate underscore dynamite. On Instagram, Karabo underscore dynamite. Alternatively, they can use my business WhatsApp. Exactly that business WhatsApp line. Yeah. <laughs> that is 063 309. So the books are the first one is 150 rands, the second one is 170 rands, and the last one is a two in one book for 210 rands. And we do deliver nationwide, that is an additional 60 rands. Oh man, Karabo Dynamite Nyalungu, author, speaker, entrepreneur, and student. Thank you so much for gracing us on the guest lounge right here on Herb Alive Breakfast. Thank you so much for inviting me. Have a good day to you, your co-host, and your listeners. Awesome. Ah, you see, I love what I do. I love how I do what I do purely because of the people that I get to meet. And I hope you have been able to get, you know, some inspiration from that. Hey, ask yourself, what are you doing when you're in university? Eh? What are you doing with your time? <laughs> it's 22 minutes before now.